0: Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. I was, I was trying to throw you off there. Yeah,
1: trying to trick me. I was. I didn't fall for it. No. Let's get right into the news. Um, I'm going to start with the entrance to the Magic Kingdom has had some of the refurbishments finished. And the ferry boat entrance pathway is now open.
0: Yay.
1: It doesn't seem like a big deal, but the big deal here is that when you were coming over on the ferry, you used to have to go through the bag check at the TTC, then take the ferry over, and then because of the way you were, you were routed when you got off the ferry, you had to go through bag check a second time. So now with this, um, this entrance pathway being open, you go directly from the ferry right to the ticket area. So you just go in and scan your ticket. You don't have to go through bag check again. So goodness. Very good news there. Um, Tony, some things happened with the gondolas, maybe in the future, with the manufacturer anyway.
0: Yes, Doppelmayr is at the uh, IAAPA convention, which is going on in Orlando. So what is uh, Doppelmayr? Doppelmayr is the vendor that Disney purchased their monorail system from. Um, Actually, Doppelmayr. And uh, they've debuted a new gondola car. It is the Omega 5. Uh, The Omega 4 is what Disney World currently has in place. And there were a couple of uh, differences in this new car. So the current cars in Disneyland have a straight bench. This has 10 individual seats. Uh, The door is a little wider. And more importantly... Uh, there's an option for an air conditioning system.
1: I feel like it would have been great if Disney could have held out a little while longer. Do you think the manufacturer said, okay, these are coming if you want to wait?
0: No, but the nice thing is that these Omega-5 cars are completely compatible with the current system that Disney has in place and interchangeable. So, um, you know, if, if Disney is going to spend the money to upgrade their systems.
1: Yeah, but but they just put these in. I know. I mean, think about how long they leave monorails on before they retire them. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe in 10 years. Right. Maybe.
0: Like, you don't think the executive in charge of this project calls up Doppelmayr and says, you couldn't have told us this, you know, last year that you were coming out with new cars. We couldn't have delayed this until January.
1: Or, like, you know, work to get this this out faster or something. Like, why? I don't know. That seems unfortunate. It is. And then in monorail news.
0: In monorail news, um, it is very possible... Uh, that Disney has placed an order for new monorails, uh, cars. According to Bombardier, who is the monorail uh, car manufacturer, uh, they have a $247 million order for services and $104 million in stock, which are the trains, uh, from an undisclosed North American client. Um, rumor has it uh that back in 2017, an order for 108 cars was placed, um, but no one no one knows if this is true. Bob Gurr, who a lot of people saw in the Imagineering special uh, first episode, um, you know, Bob Gurr kind of said that that was the deal that everything was on order, uh, but Disney's been very tight lipped. You know, the the Mark Six trains. Uh, have been in place for God, close to 20 years now, which is near the end of their service life. Doors are falling off, trains are dying. <laughs> yeah, uh, it would be very nice to see a new um, new cars come through, um, but we don't know. Uh, we just know that these orders were obtained during the period ending September 30th, 2019.
1: Well, somewhere in North America, they're getting new monorails, so they that's are. exciting. They are. Um, The Cruise Line has just released an update to their app that's allowing Uh, guests to book placeholders while they're on board, which is great. Um, Previously, when you've been on board, if you wanted to book a placeholder, you could either go to the desk and basically wait in what could be a rather long line, especially toward the end of your cruise, or you could grab a little slip of paper that allowed you to fill out your information and then they booked it for you. So it's not as huge of a convenience as you'd think. I mean, it's not really taking away the whole having to wait in line thing because you really didn't have to wait in line. Um, but it's kind of a fun little addition. And since you're able to do so many other things from the app, that's, it's nice that you can do that from there. Right.
0: And the app now allows you to schedule appointments if you want to talk to someone at the cruise desk. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing that I wonder is if you have to do something a little more complicated, like if you've cruised previously just with Disney and you want to add a travel agent this time, or if you cruised with a travel agent and you want to switch travel agents or, um, Right. Which I don't even think you can do. But if you want to switch back to Disney as your travel agent, so if you want to do something tricky like that, obviously I don't think you could do that on the app, so... Right. Yeah. All right. We'll find out in January. We will. Tell me about the new lobby of the Swan.
0: So the Swan recently underwent a $3 million overhaul in their lobby, and that has now been completed. Um... It's fancy. They put in some new tile work. Uh, they put in the, the, uh, a new hexagon pattern uh, around the Swan Fountain. Um, new light sconces with mosaic tiles mat- that match the fountain. Uh, their coffee shop got an update. A bunch of tile. Like there must have been a clearance on uh, <laughs> sale on tile this year. Um, over in the lobby, they've added a new seating area. It's just very light and airy, um, and they've now. Uh, they've also transformed their gift shop into a Disney planning center and gift store. Uh, so they, they, it's a bunch of wholesale changes. It's got a very modern design to it. Um,
1: Can you go back to one of the overall photos for me? Um, I'm wondering, do you remember is this of the lobby? Yes. Um, so this is the smaller of the two lobbies, right? The yes. It's the Dolphin has the really big one? Mm. Okay. I was just curious. That's it. Sure. Let's see. Oh, where were we? difficult keeping track here. Oh yeah, there is a new uh, park ticket. Well, not new. I guess they've offered this previously, but it's back. It's the four-day park magic ticket, and that gets you one day in each of the four parks. Um, It is not a hopper, so it's, you know, one park per day, and that is $89 a day plus tax. Well, it starts at that, so it depends on your season. Um, It's valid for seven days, so you could have to fit, from the first day of use, you have to fit your four days into that seven-day window. Uh, Those are available from now until September 30th. um, and They they can be used through September 30th, so I guess if you were gonna buy one, you'd wanna buy one at least four days before September 30th. Um, And then if you wanna add either a water park day or the NBA experience, it's an extra $40.
0: Now, the difference between this and just a standard four-day ticket is that these tickets are one admission to each of the four parks.
1: Right, yeah. You can't, so you can't just
0: go four days to the Magic Kingdom. You know, it's one day in Magic Kingdom, one day in Epcot, day in Hollywood Studios, day in Animal Kingdom.
1: Yep, once you've par- punched that card for that park, you can't go back. Uh let's see. You know where I'd like to go?
0: Um where?
1: Disneyland Paris.
0: Oh yeah. There's some
1: new Frozen things going so on there. So would I? Yeah. Um
0: so yeah, they are they have just opened the a new show called Frozen: A Musical Invitation at Disneyland Paris. Um which it's a brand new show inspired by the iconic first film. Which is kind of funny that right. uh 3 days before the, they are opening up Frozen 2, this is based on the first show. Um so it's a stage show. Uh, Kristoff is involved, uh, Sven, Olaf, uh, of course, Anna and Elsa. um, And uh, there's a live performance of Love is an Open Door. And at the end of the experience, you get to meet Olaf and take pictures with the snowman. Cool. So it's uh, pretty funny, like I said, that they're opening up a show based on Frozen 1 as Frozen 2 (laughs) prepares to open.
1: Uh, Back in the States... Um, The Magic Kingdom offers uh, early morning magic at the Magic Kingdom. uh, And that is going to get a few little extras in honor of Cinderella's 70th birthday. uh, The movies. Uh, Let's see. From February 11th to March 3rd, the carousel will be open during... I know, right? Fancy. ...will be open during the early morning magic, which it usually is not. And then there's the possibility that you could run into some of the characters from Cinderella. Uh, the early morning magic is $89 for adults and $79 for children. Uh, plus you have to have regular admission for the day. So this is just an add on to your park ticket. You get breakfast as a part of that. It's offered from eight to 10 AM at cosmic rays. And as a part of this Cinderella celebration, they have some additional food options there that are available. Um, but those are for a price.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I find it you know. So for eighty nine dollars, okay, now we get the Regal Carousel, fancy, right? You get the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan's Flight, the Princess Fairy Tale Hall, It's a Small World, Mad Tea Party, and Under the Sea. So you just get uh, eight rides, seven eight rides. That's what about ten bucks a ride, and then nine dollars for breakfast.
1: Right, and then the park. Oh, op- what's it? The park opens at like nine, right? right. So you're really only getting an hour of those rides before the park opens. Right. So, so at 9 o'clock,
0: you might as well go get your breakfast.
1: I think that's what, you know, or you run and do something else in, in another part of the park. Now, you're there earlier than everybody else, so maybe you get on something that's not included.
0: Right.
1: Um, you know, maybe you run over to Peter Pan as soon as it opens at 9, you get that in, and then you go have breakfast. So um, for people who only have, like, a day in the park and you really want to do get to do some of those, well, it's really the mine train ride. Right. Uh, Sometimes that can be the way to do it. It's not for me, but I guess it has its market. You know what else has its market? What's that? These darn Star Wars movies. They do. And people are very excited about something very silly.
0: So Star Wars Episode Nine, also known as Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, opens December 20th. And they just premiered a new uh, commercial, which had a couple of additional scenes in it. Um, trying to find a link for it It's not on YouTube So I'm having a little bit of an issue linking it to our page Because it's on the Twitters And uh, I don't <laughs> know how to work I need a 12 year old to get me on the Twitters um, And then there's also a new Dolby Cinema poster uh, Related to the movie Which has an X-Wing staring down A whole fleet of uh, First Order Star Destroyers So That's pretty cool
1: I mean it's a fancy poster it but is. I don't know if it's worth getting excited about I'm excited. I know you are. Yeah. And we may have talked about this previously, but I didn't know. It's not it's um there's an au- they're having an auction of Disney World and Disneyland items. It's going to be put on by the Van Eaton Galleries and it's going to be held in early December and a few of the items that they're offering, you know, in case anyone wants to spend a lot of money. Adam. Um, <laughs> there you go. They have two tiki birds from the Tiki Room. They have a Small World doll from the Small World attraction, a ride vehicle from Star Jets, which is no longer open, from the Magic Kingdom. I don't even know what that is. Do you know what
0: Star Jets is? It's a spinny Star Jets.
1: What's the one called in Orlando? Um,
0: the Astro Orbiter? Astro Orbiter. That,
1: was it that like their version of the Astro Orbiter? Okay. Um, a stretching room photo. It's the one of the woman with the rose on the gravestone. Um, a Mary Blair tile prototype. So this was um, in planning for the contemporary mur- mural. Uh, let's see. They have the Penny Arcade sign from the main from Main Street in the Magic Kingdom. The club, one of the Club Thirty Three signs. It's just the Thirty Three, like kind of in a circle. That was from uh, the California Club Thirty Three. A 1959 Skyway sign it talks about it going through the Matterhorn. A poster for some Magic Kingdom attractions, Um, and it's an older-themed poster that mentions uh, Dumbo and and a couple of the, I think, um, the the Mad Tea Party. Mm -hmm. And then they have a set of doors from the Main Street City Hall in Disneyland.
0: I could use some new doors.
1: Yeah, they have a few other things too, right, Tony?
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, So Van Eaton Galleries is out in California. Uh, You can request their catalog or a link to their catalog if you go to their website. Uh, but they also have an original people mover attraction. Uh, they're estimating that to go at twenty-five to thirty-five thousand dollars. An people original people
1: mover, what ride vehicle? Vehicle, yeah. okay.
0: An original space mountain car, which I think you mentioned. Nope, I um, didn't. An original haunted mansion stretch and stretch. Another portrait. one, yeah. Uh, it, that is uh, has an estimated uh, well uh, is going to have a, a highest the high starting bid of ninety thousand dollars.
1: The one that Tony sees is uh, the man all dressed up, but he's like wearing his underwear. Uh,
0: no, I'm standing bottom. on the powder keg. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing is there are actually some guidebooks uh, that are signed by Walt Disney, some opening day guidebooks. Oh, that's and cool. those will probably go for a, a pretty penny. Very neat.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that go for pretty pennies, gift cards. Gift they cards. have some special gift cards. Um, they're $100 gift cards, and you get a bonus with them.
0: You do. Uh, so they are holiday-themed gift cards with limited-edition pins of mini Mickey Donald Pluto Goofy and Max. Um, each card is uh, coordinated with uh, the pin, so they're kind of a, a set. Um, they're only available in $100 increments, though. A lot of the Disney gift cards have been at the $15 mark uh, where they can start, but this has $100.
1: I think that's the same with the Galaxy's Edge one, that, like, metal card. I think mm-hmm. that was $100 okay.
0: also. Um, and these are... Uh, the pins are limited to a run of 2655 each, and um, the card's a hundred dollars. The pin is free.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you get to you know use the card on anything else, and you know if you don't want to mess up the whole presentation of the card, you right. can go through. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's was going to say if you, or if you want to just if you want to keep the card, you could go through and always transfer it to a different card, and then right. But you still have, have to take the one. card off the
0: thing and scratch right. the thing off the back. And... Yeah,
1: that's kind of a bummer. It is. Um. Let's see. So Disney, they like to do things right, and they win awards for the right things that they do. Um, the Disney Star Wars attractions have won some Thea Awards. I think two of them in they, a couple different categories.
0: They did. So Thea is the um, – just lost it – is the Themed Entertainment Association. So it's T. Uh, but the award is called the Thea. Um, So they won Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in California, in Disneyland, won the Thea Award for Outstanding Achievement in the category of New Park Land. Um, uh, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, also in Galaxy's Edge in California, was awarded a Thea Award for Outstanding Achievement in the category of Attraction. Um, Also an Imagineer who is Nancy Ceruto, she's a creative executive for Shanghai, won the Buzz Price Thea Award recipient, and uh, it's because her accomplishments um, represent the highest standard of excellence in the themed entertainment industry. Now, Disney is not the only uh, park to win awards during this. Um, Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure won for uh, Outstanding Achievement, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've only heard good things about it, so... It must be good.
0: And the in the overall theme park category, the best theme park, according to Thea, in the world is Warner Brothers World in Abu Dhabi. Let's go. Yeah. Was it Abu Dhabi or Dubai?
1: No, it was Abu Dhabi. Was it? Yep. Okay. Let's pack our bags. Let's Off sit. we go.
0: Let's go. I'll book that trip. All
1: right. And last but not least, you have a story about Tops.
0: Yes. So many of you may know Tops baseball cards. Um Topps is a card manufacturer. They don't make the gum anymore. They don't put the gum in the cards. I used to love the, the mm. bubble gum cards uh, that came in the cards. Mm. Um, but Topps has been known for years for their collectible cards. In the 70s, they made Star Wars cards, Charlie's Angels cards. If, if they could make a card out of it, they made it. Right. Um, and they have launched a new digital collectibles app called Disney Collect! exclamation point <laughs> uh, by Topps. It's a free download for... Um, your uh ios and android devices and it covers 90 years of content from steamboat willie to frozen 2 and they give you i I guess it's just digitized uh trading cards um so you can get scenes and uh, content from disney you know 90 years of, of disney content uh pretty exciting uh this is the third app related to the Walt Disney Company, joining Star Wars Card Trader and Marvel Collect by Tops. Um, so Tops has been around since 1938, so they're uh, about a decade younger than Mickey Mouse.
1: They're trying to stay with the times, though.
0: They are. So if you're, uh, I don't know, I'm going to check it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as collectibles go, I like the idea that it's basically virtual and I don't actually have to have any stuff. Right,
0: because if there's one thing Cheryl doesn't like, it's stuff. Ugh, it's and hard. if this is free electronic content stuff, she's happy if I have to pay for it. Less less happy. (laughs) Not that Cheryl's ever happy.
1: I'm happy.
0: Oh, I can can hear it in your voice.
1: You know when I'm going to be happy?
0: What, when the show's over? When my Funko Pop shows up. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. It's not here yet. No.
1: I'll let everyone know when it gets here. I know you're all really concerned. And
0: when it gets here, we'll post pictures of it on our Facebook group page. So if you have not friended us already, check us out at the Disney Drive Time Podcast. And until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.